all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, professor of internal medicine and pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. Good morning, and thanks for being with us today. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. And today we're talking about the seven deadly sins. Do you know what they are? Lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, envy, pride. And we're going to talk about how they likely impact all of our lives. Now, this is not a religious show, so please don't don't think I'm talking about that. I want to talk about this from a mental health, emotional standpoint. So, of course, this comes from the Christian tradition, but other religious traditions have similar lists of these sins or vices. And clearly none of these are good for us, right? But many times in our life, we get close to some of these. So where's the line between healthy and excessive? So last week, um, our show, Southern Remedies, Relatively Speaking, was about honesty. And um, I think the email that we received from Jackie kind of started making me think about things and her points of why sometimes even when we do something that people view is wrong, uh, maybe is right. And um, so Jackie from Ocean Springs sent this email. I'm going to read it to you. She said, I told a blatant lie that I will defend. You can use this. My father was dying, and I was sitting with him. My mother had stepped out, and I realized he was gone. I casually went to my mother and calmly said, Dad is stirring. You might want to come. She went to his side, took his hand, spoke to him, and then she realized he was dead. She looked at me and said, he just went. My mother was forever convinced and told everyone that he died with her holding his hands. Isn't that a good story? I just, I just think that um, she pointed out how, you know, we say lying is bad. It's a bad thing. But sometimes, even when it's not a teeny white lie, that was a little bit bigger, um, but it it was something that was done out of kindness. Um, so as I was thinking about that email, I began to think about how sometimes 
There is kindness in lying. I would love to know what you think about what she did, listeners. So feel free to jump in early and call us and talk about that. I see that kindness um, and and not as as a bad lie. So, so um, as many of you know, I often get my ideas for this show from sort of my everyday life, a lot of my life experiences, a lot of what goes on with friends and family. And I guess I'm going to give away something that you don't know about me. Um, I feel like I'm one of those people who has a lot of energy, but sometimes I just will vegetate in front of silly TV shows um, in the evening to just get my mind off things that are a little stressful. So, yeah, meditation is great, exercise too, but sometimes the effort's not, not there. It's just not there either for me for either one of those things. So... There is the TV, and it requires absolutely no thought, no energy. So could that be a sloth? Could that be one of those deadly uh, deadly sins? We'll come back to that in a minute. But um, anyway, I was watching one of those silly sitcoms, Lopez and Lopez. And the show is about George not giving praise to his talented daughter. And the scene went something like this. His daughter says, Dad, why don't you ever praise me for the things that I do? I I win awards. I'm successful. I just don't understand why you can't just recognize that and say something nice to me sometimes. And George says, I'm just trying to keep you grounded. Remember the three deadly sins. And she says, Dad, there's seven deadly sins. And George says, I know that. I just like the other four, so they don't count. <laughs> That's a good one, isn't it, Joe? That is very good, yeah. And you knew he had something loaded behind that. Oh, yeah. Of course he did. Uh, so... Um, by the way, Jay, I didn't welcome you. Thank you for being with us today, Jay White, my producer. Good morning. So I guess he was implying that her desire for praise was skirting on pride and maybe envy and wrath, the three um, deadly sins he recognized. Um, but, you know, the the seven deadly sins, which we've already talked about, um, have been in the religious world for a long time. So sort of the history, just out of interest, I always like to tell you a little bit about where things come from. They were first compiled by Pope Gregory uh, I around the year 600. So he, he compiled a list of virtues also, faith, hope, charity, justice, prudence, temperance, and fortitude, and talked about how they balance each other out. And, and you know, he went through the Bible and talked about how he could validate that these are all um, the those seven deadly sins. And I don't think I have to go through the definition of each one for you. I think we know um about what they are, but I'll just quickly um, lust, that strong passion or longing, especially for sexual desires. Now, 
you know, you got to have a little passion or sexual desire. We wouldn't have procreation, right? So where's the line? I'm going to just keep going. Gluttony, an excessive and ongoing eating of food and drink. Well, what is excessive? What is too much? How much is too much? And who defines that for us? Greed, an excessive pursuit of material goods. Well, you got to have the pursuit of material goods to make money, right? Um, and, and the like, again, in our capitalist society, how much is too much? I, I can keep going. Um, sloth. I just talked about vegetating in front of the television. Um, what is excessive laziness? How much is too much? Now, I, I recently was talking to a friend, a very long-term friend of mine, and she talked about one of the difficulties that she had with her husband was that he was not motivated to do stuff. He was a bit lazy. And um, so how much is too much of that? Wrath. You know, strong anger, hate towards another person. I think every single one of us in our lives has had a moment when perhaps we were angry about something and had difficulty letting go. We've done shows about anger and forgiveness, right? Envy, hmm, intense desire to have something someone else possesses. How many of us have not? ever had that desire (laughs) and then pride this one's hard to me because you know when George Lopez was talking to his daughter and his daughter was going well I'm proud of what I've done why aren't you proud of what I've done Um, don't you understand how how that could occur Interestingly enough, I was I was looking into this. My husband and I got to talking, as we always do whenever I'm planning the show, and started wondering, well, what about other religions? Well, I will say that the Sikhs have the five thieves, lust, greed, pride, anger. Uh, Buddhists have five poisons, desire, pride, envy, aversion, ignorance. And the Hindu have... Desire, greed, pride, envy, anger as, um, as issues to avoid. So, you know, it's all over the place. And, and it, it, it truly makes sense. So, so I'd like to hear from you, um, listeners, as we're talking. Do you, do you think that there's a fine line or do you think there's a hard line? Um, do you think that that any amount of lust is wrong or or any amount of envy is wrong and and if so how how do you how do you work on that? How do you push that back? Um, join in the conversation, send an email to family at mpbonline.org. You know, um, Jay, as we are talking through this, um, you know, I I just wonder. I think this can be one of those difficult areas, and and I'd love to hear others' thoughts. I'd like to hear from you. What do you think about all this? 
Oh, goodness. Well, I mean, look, they, <clears throat> we could do an individual show on each of these things. We could. So I think, you know, laying, laying them all out here, I think, uh, to your point, I think everybody has um, some sort of at least close interaction with all of these things at some point or another, a major interaction. I think everybody has at least some sort of minor interaction with all of these things in some form or another in layers every day, every single day. I do too. You say every day. I I think you may be right. You know, as you think about as we step through our day and, you know, the the frustrations that come about or are looking at someone and and seeing an attractive someone or or not having something as you're looking through a magazine or on social media or something and going, golly, I would like that. So so where's the line? How how wrong is it? So, listeners, join in. I want to hear from you. What are you thinking about all this? Um, do you do you have um, one of those vices that you like to talk about, or perhaps you think is really not wrong? Um, you can jump in the conversation. Or oh, how about this? What's yeah. the one? What one of those burns you the most in your interactions with other people? Like maybe in your relationships. Ah, that's a good one. Like, what? which one of these do you wind up attracting yourself toward in personality? Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> do you I would have imagine, one? I don't, no, I don't know. I just thought about that. Yeah. But I, I would guess after a while, you'd be like, why do I keep going after the same type of people? But everybody's like that, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about maybe each one a bit individually. Um, maybe we'll take pride to start with since that's where my story started thanks for listening i'm dr susan buttress here with my producer jay white and today we're talking about those seven deadly sins that um that can make life tougher for us make it harder for the people around us make us sometimes make it difficult to be around some people And perhaps sometimes some of your decisions in life as our radio manager, uh, Jason Klein, just said, sometimes our decisions in life are driven by some of those. So so how do you manage those? What do you do to help yourself and and to help prevent yourself from falling into perhaps something something bad, some of those bad habits. Um, jump in the conversation. We'd love to hear from you about your thoughts or your questions about this or or just your experiences in life. Well, I, I wanted to talk about pride um, first because, um, you know, when you think of someone being overly prideful, you think about um, someone having just this huge, big, Ego, someone who thinks they're better than other people, someone who um, who promotes themselves over other people, someone who perhaps even will push down other people so that they can be boastful and and prideful about their stuff. 
And, you know, I think there's often overlapping where you will have an individual who is so prideful that they can't stand to see someone else's success. So that instead of being proud of someone, they will tend to want to ignore what is going on with someone who perhaps is doing something good because it may take away from them. Do you know anybody like that? There are people out there. So so there is a line. Now, is it bad to to have some pride in what you're doing? Um, of course not. It's it's not bad to have some pride in what you're doing. Is it bad to give someone praise? Um, no, absolutely not. Um, one thing that I... Uh, often teach to parents is the importance of teaching children, um, giving children rather reinforcement because they have done something good because it reinforces the, that good behavior, right? So that's part of behavior management. Um, it works in marital relationships too. If if someone does something special for you and you love it, aren't you going to praise them? Aren't you going to thank them for that great behavior? Because that then reinforces it, and that means that you're probably going to have that behavior happen again. So I think to to say that you don't want to reinforce good things about a person because you don't want to reinforce prideful behavior is bad. So we want to be careful about that, okay? Tell George Lopez he's wrong, right? Okay, speaking of George, let's go to the phone. We have George and Brandon. Hi, George. Thanks for calling. Braxton. Oh, Braxton. Okay. Yes, Sam. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I was just, uh, I am a preacher, but like you said, it's totally not related, but I is related to uh, the seven deadly sins as a whole. We, we we try and should try to maintain health, general health, overall health, whether it be physical or mental. And those seven deadly sins, if we consider one at a time, it really damages our overall health, whichever one you pick, whether it be psychological, whether it be mental, whether it be uh, social health. Um, it can all be damaged to some degree when we overindulge in any one of those things. So I think, I don't know who came up with the list as to say seven deadly sins, but they are deadly in the fact that they are unhealthy. And uh, that's kind of all I wanted to say. Right. I think you're you're so right. And, and George, I imagine that you probably use that um, when you are preaching, because I think that that it's it's just about life in general and kindness and being a good person. But you're right. Um, it, it really also pertains to health. Um, if you look at gluttony, I think when we think of gluttony, we often think of food gluttony, but there can be gluttony in, in other ways and, in, in, you know, overly um, desiring or imbibing in um, possessions. 
in Absolutely. right and so um but but of course food gluttony can can lead to obesity which can lead to all kinds of um major health issues that we talk about on relatively speaking often but, right. If I might say one thing about sure. gluttony as far as food goes. Absolutely. If you go to the doctor and, and, and interview anyone that has gone to the doctor that um, has had some illness, uh, let's say they're trying to live, whatever their illness is, they're trying to live through it. Everything is, the, the doctor's advice is generally the same. Exercise, eat right exercise, eat right. I was raised by elderly people, and the most healthy people, or the healthiest people, they they didn't eat a lot, and they were always doing something. Yep. All the way, always in their 90s, you, you, they, they were always dead, and they didn't eat very much. So there's a lot to be said about that. And that's, but I appreciate you taking my call and letting me have a little input. Thanks so much, George, for calling, and thanks, too, for listening and starting us off in the conversation. We appreciate it. Exercise and eat right. Yeah. Um, great, great things to think about, especially from from the exercise, just movement. It doesn't have to be working out in a gym. It can just be going for a walk. It can be working in a garden. It can be um, doing your own housework, taking care of things in your home, mopping the floor. That's exercising. And I imagine, um, I know my grandparents um, were were healthy and fit and because they gardened and they did their housework. That's what they did. Um, yes, today we are talking about the seven deadly sins and and we'll talk too about the virtues um that's how to counteract that and so um as we're moving along um please give us a call we want to hear from you uh what do you think about pride or envy or greed some of those deadly sins, like Jay said earlier, we really could um, stay stay um, with this each one. Okay, well, let's go on to our next caller. Um, Jay, who do we have online? Uh, we have Dorothy and DeCobb up next. Okay. Hi, Dorothy. Thanks for calling. Hello. Thank you uh, for taking my call. Um, I'm retired, and I've been through a lot of those, so... What my, I have found that helps the most of all is there's a scripture that says, if you don't stand firm in your faith, you won't stand at all. And I have found that when you start feeling those, whatever the seven, one of the seven that you feel, if you will just stop and get yourself into the Bible, and you really should do that every day, and if you focus on Jesus, you'll be surprised how quickly you can overcome those negative feelings and realize in the big picture they're not important except to hurt you. And um, it works great for me, so I just thought I'd add that to the to the conversation this morning, that just rely on the Bible and Jesus and, and remember who you are in Him. Thank you, Dorothy, for that. You know, I think for... For I think that's very helpful, and and also for people who who aren't Bible readers or perhaps who are not Christian, um, 
in in the same vein, you can use meditation. You can use other methods to to help with that. Um, because I think if you learn how to move away from those perhaps negative thoughts, uh, it can be very cleansing and very helpful to you as you're moving forward in life. And and I think that's one thing that so many times people get into is that circular thought and they can't stop. They Once the thought occurs, it stays with them and it causes some obsessive behaviors where you keep circling around and can't let go. And, and the honest truth is some people can get into deep, terrible trouble from that kind of circular thought, whether it is envy or rather it is wrath you know we've talked about anger and how if you cannot let go of anger how horrible it is for your health Um, it drives up blood pressure heart rate it causes all kinds of negative behaviors and and I think that is one of those things that we all have had difficulty with in our um, present day lives is not being able to let go of that circular thought and that inability to move to another, to something else. So, Dorothy, you've mentioned a good way for people to get a handle on what's going on in that brain that can dictate maybe negative behavior, if you get a handle on it, you can move yourself away um, from the destructive behaviors that can happen with those seven deadly sins we're talking about today. Okay, I want to stay on the phone. Great conversations going on, and I really appreciate your calls. Um, We have Louie and Pass Christiane. Hi, Louie. Uh, how you doing? Uh, good morning to y'all. Good morning. I'd like to thank you. I'd like to talk a little bit about um, your topics. I uh, have been a, a student of um, adult behavior and thinking as I happen to be a recovering alcoholic for a number of years, and um, one of the things that alcoholics deal with is the mental aspect of our disease, which um, manifests itself as a result of some negative emotions. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so we're always trying to practice spiritual principles and uh, list the, the seven deadlies are a good yard, yardstick for any of us to measure ourselves by. Um, and in our program, we have um, some innate steps which actually involve themselves in taking up personal inventory on a daily or a regular basis as well as ones that are bigger than than that that we might do annually. And um, most people in AA that have been around for a while will describe their alcoholism as being triggered uh, after they've been dry for a while. They have to watch out for those negative emotions and mm-hmm. practice and principles that aren't of a spiritual nature and as that being a trigger of our alcoholism. And if anything makes us return to drinking, it's usually a lapse into um, negative principles or negative thinking that results in 
negative behavior. So an interesting way to look at life on a daily basis. Really a good, really great point. So, Louie, you're talking about sort of every day making your set yourself re- reset. So do that what I call introspection to 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 think about where you are. Can you give an example of how you do that? I think that might be helpful to others. Well, uh, as a rule, I've been taught to always look for fear, selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and um oh heck another I just spent quiet time this morning and a company doing an examination of that writing if it's prevailing or it's uh, becomes kind of returns with obsession uh, and spending time in either prayer meditation or or just spending time uh, what many of us call the path of consideration um it's kind. It's not religious, but it's very spiritual in nature. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's easy for me to sit down at the end of the day, especially, and look back and go, "Oh, when I was dealing with the situation with my wife, I didn't realize how selfish I was being at the mm-hmm. time." And um, and I have the opportunity to, to amend that. Um, by the end of the day, or at my first opportunity, mm-hmm. uh, either to, to apologize or take the, the corrective action that, that amends whatever um, behavior I've engaged in. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a challenge every day. Some days I don't do so well with it. Um, but I've, I've got a loving wife who's in the recovery program also, and uh, that's what has allowed us to have many years of uh, a, a good marriage, a good partnership. Wow, Louie, that thank you so much. I think that helps a lot, and and congratulations to both of you and your sobriety. And and I know that that it's it's not just a one and done. It takes it takes ongoing work. And um, for listeners out there who who have struggled, I think Louie, you you gave some good good ideas and thoughts. I love regrouping at the end of the day and looking back, and and not not beating yourself up about what you did, but perhaps giving yourself an opportunity to reflect on how the day went, to review it, and then to decide. Well, if I need to go back and make a minor correction, then then I have that opportunity. And I think so many times we forget that that opportunity is there. It just takes movement. It just takes an action. It may it may mean, you know what, earlier today I, I was reflecting about what I did, and, and it may have been a little selfish. I apologize for that. If you can, just something like that can mean so much. So, uh, Again, as we're we're skirting on, you know, perhaps these these characteristics, these negative characteristics or behaviors that we call the seven deadly sins, as we reflect back, were we skirting there to to do a correction is is a good thing. And and I think, Louie, the way you were talking shows that you have great humility. 
in your behavior. You're thinking about others and you're 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 not putting yourself first. And I think that that is where many many of us forget to pull ourselves back to the center and realize that that other people count. Um, it's not it's not just us. So great great call. Go Thank ahead. you. It's another take on the seven deadlies, and I would mention that pride in in the way that we approach it. Pride is always number one mm. uh, at the top of that list, and, and then after that. Yeah, kind of fall where they may. But thank you for your time. I appreciate your show very much. Thank you. Thank you, Louie. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress here with producer Jay White, and we are talking about the seven deadly sins. What are they and how do you how do you prevent them from affecting your life negatively? So we're going to go right on back to the phones. We have Linda in Pascagoula. Linda, thanks for holding. Thank you. Well, tell us what your thoughts are. Well, my thoughts are that if even in every major religion in the world that is is motivated in the beginning by love, Mm. and when we talk about what love is, the Bible, our Bible tells us that God is love, is truth, and all those wonderful things. So he or she mm-hmm. knows that we're all sinners. We aren't perfect, and we never will be perfect until we are in heaven with him. And so in the meantime... We have to recognize that not only does he love ourselves, he loves every person he ever created, and we have to pray for them and for us that we will recognize that because when we do recognize that we are fully loved by the spirit of creation, then we can't get too down. <laughs> and everyone else is too, and we're all learning. Mm. Some people have different mental capacities and different um, temperaments. And that's very important for all of us to realize mm-hmm. how important that is, to how easy it is to make decisions in certain ways. But we also know that God loves every one of us. That's what he tells us. If we believe the basic books of world religions, especially Christianity, and that we, when we start to focus too much on one thing, we have to ask him to help us. Mm-hmm. And we do have to daily having daily time to focus on God, uh, on prayer, and on um, the people around us and the things that are happening in the world. We need to to, um, remember how much God loves each one of us and not to judge people 
to seriously, though we do have to make judgments in order to live life well. But uh, we can't judge how much God loves anyone else. No. You're so you're so right, Linda, and I think you're bringing up some points that I think will will help everyone like um, to center yourself every day, to recenter yourself, and and to realize that there isn't a per- person on this earth as as many great people as have been on this earth. There's not a person on this earth. Who a human being who who is perfect? Um, we all have our imperfections, and um, and so we need to to again realize the the fact that we can't be too hard on ourselves, um, but we also shouldn't be too hard on other people. So I appreciate that, Linda. Did you have any other thoughts? That, yes, it doesn't mean that there shouldn't be jails, because sometimes for the protection of everybody, there have to be jails, but and that sort of punishment, mm. which is sad, mm. but needed. But uh, we also need to know that God loves those who are in jail and in prison, and many are and we might be there, too, if we had been born into a different uh, set of circumstances. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So we have to be careful how, judgment, how judgmental we are about God loving them. So that means he told us to love them, too. Thank you for that. That's that's pretty, and I know. I hope we have people who are in prison listening to this show because that's showing kindness, yes, and forgiveness, and all of those things that we're supposed to have. Um, so, Linda, thanks for that call. I appreciate it. All right, let's stay on the phones. We have Judy, who's been waiting a while from Gulfport. Hi, Judy. Thanks for calling. Hi, I'm a life coach, and. When people come to me, and it looks like most everybody wants peace and happiness, and I give them steps to peace and happiness. Um, One step would be to follow the Ten Commandments. Another step would be constantly mind your own business and do not try to judge or interfere in anyone else's life unless they ask you for help. Do not try to change anyone unless someone comes to you and says, help me change. Hmm. Those are some basic rules that I think would stop you from participating in those seven deadly sins. Um, Also, love your neighbor as yourself. Hmm. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It's. It's not complicated. It's really very simple. But in the long run, like the mention has been, we're all human. And unfortunately, our brains are kind of like computers. And when we are being raised as children, we are getting programmed with certain ideas and information. And sometimes it's not the best thing. Mm. And it's very hard to get rid of those. But Mm. if you try to live the basic life, spread love, 
avoid hate. And I think that's my philosophy. <laughs> it sounds like a good one, Judy. I think the, you know, to, to avoid avoid hate and spread love and not not project into other people's lives unless you are asked to are all great thoughts and if you think about it if you don't project yourself into other people's lives you're going to avoid some things like lust or like greed or like wrath or envy um, or even even pride, all of those are are out there and and things if you're not too careful about comparing yourself with others or um, getting too much into what's going on with somebody else, um, all of those can play a part even um, you know even um, the 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 wrath part. Uh, that we've talked about, trying trying not to be angry with someone. So recentering, you know, we've had several callers who keep talking about centering your life, centering on where you are and who you are, no, not dwelling on the past. I don't mean that, but but centering and and regrouping instead of looking looking outward, look a bit inward sometime and make sure that, that you are who as who you can be and who you need to be. So so Judy, thanks for that. I appreciate your call and um, good luck in your life coaching. Sounds like you've got some good coaching going on. Yeah, and uh, the main thing is taking care of yourself and loving yourself. And the yes. way you start your day and what you do every day is very important because that's going to yes. fan out to others. Yes. And loving yourself is not the same thing as being overly prideful. Okay. I think everybody needs to remember that it is okay to love who you are. In fact, it's good to love who you are. And it's not being overly prideful. If you're overly prideful, you're somebody who thinks you're better than other people. Um, and and loving yourself doesn't tell you you're better than other people. It tells you that you are good as who you are. And two different things. I just wanted to draw that line so everybody hears that. Okay, thanks, Judy. Okay, we are going to go to, uh, we got a call back from George in Braxton. George, you had one more thought you wanted to lay out there? Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, thank you for uh, answering, the, uh, let me uh, reply again. Sure. Um, focus. I teach focus. The Lord uh, God has made us, however you want to say it, made us wonderfully. And people that don't believe in God, they cannot deny that we are, as human beings, wonderfully made. In, in such a way that whatever we focus on most is what our lives become. So how do we fix problems with those devilish, uh, deadly sins? Change the focus. Somebody that focused, there was a time I focused on food, mm-hmm. and I weighed 329 pounds. Mm-hmm. That affected my blood pressure, my ability to do things that I wanted to do, um, a healthy life. Uh, possibly have impacted my future, being able to see my children, possibly my grandchildren. I was doing all these things to myself that were negative. Mm. 
It's on the uh, Deadly Sins list. It's gluttony. Mm-hmm. All I did is change my focus. So tell us it's, how you did that. What did you do? It's a, it's, a, it's a real simple way to do it. I, uh, a man once told me, he said, if you, can, you decide what you want to look like. He gave me two animals as an example. He said, one, answer, one animal is a horse. A horse only eats choice grains and choice grasses. They're always walking. They're heavy, but they look great. Or the other animal is a pig. A pig will eat anything. <laughs> and as soon as it's done, it falls and does nothing. He says, what do you want to look like, my friend? He says, if you want to look like a horse, live like a horse, act like a horse. Don't overindulge. Don't just eat anything overindulge. Be choicy. Change your focus. I was... Thinking one way, right? And the other thing is, um, with the deadly sins, we have to do them for a while before they actually show up. Hmm. I had to overeat a long time hmm. before it became a problem. We have to be prideful for a long time before it makes us lonely. We have to envy for a long time before it shows up as a problem. So what do we do to fix it? change our focus whatever we focus on in life the most is what our lives become it was just made that way so if you change our focus i, I heard a guy about alcoholism uh-huh. <clears throat> and just to be able to help alcoholics i read the blue book mm-hmm. and the 12 steps and all that mm-hmm. well that's so true they just change their focus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow <laughs> great message so I, I think that that your your point here is one that again it's it's centering, not letting something take you down a negative path. Um, move that focus towards something positive. Um, it can it can actually if you if you think about um, greed, for example. Um, getting away from gluttony, but greed. Um, if you change your focus from wanting to gather more possessions to wanting to help other people, you've changed that focus, right? So you've taken the turn from from one of those deadly sins to one of the positive virtues, charity. And so if we can make ourselves do exactly what you're talking about, George, is is changing that focus, think about who you want to be, how you want to be, then wouldn't we have just an amazing world? We would have just an amazing world with a whole bunch of good people who are helping each other. Golly. Okay, well, I want to thank all of our callers and our listeners because I think that you always contribute so much to the show. Southern Remedy is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, and funding is provided in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and support from listeners like you. If you'd like to hear this show again or any other past episodes, you can listen to the podcast on your favorite podcast app by searching Southern Remedy, Relatively Speaking. 
This show is a production of MPB Think Radio, and it's engineered by Jay White. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.